0: Six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. Earth rings. We have now
1: taken over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat alley the fan's plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down, presented by Trap Sense 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at trapd 95
0: Welcome, welcome. Another edition of Trap Chat alley Youth. Very delayed. I I apologize. I've been sick for the last few days. But we still got to get it in. As you know, this is what we always say. We still got to do it. The show has to go on. We still have to do it for the fans. My name is Mikey Charlie. Flying solo this week. Illicit is away out of the country right now but as we said the show has to go on we're holding it down talking some Raptors basketball now let me set this up Toronto Raptors second best team in the NBA this lousy second best team Raptors that we have gosh it feels nice because we are in a territory where we have elite team problems the team is the second best team in the NBA the record 51 and 22 with nine games to go and most Raptors fans are like There's at least five to seven more games that we should have won uh, Our coaches trash some of our players aren't stepping up But you know what in the bigger picture we are nice. We're, we're golden right now So yeah, as I said 51 and 22 on a one-game losing streak because we lost the second end of the back-to-back to the OKC Thunder on Friday in their last 10 games, the Raptors are 5-5, five five, so obviously that's not the greatest last 10 record you want, but that OKC game was their hardest game left on the schedule, and moving forward, they have teams that are barely above 500 or under 500, although a lot of these teams are still trying to make the playoffs or get better season, so it's not going to be necessarily super easy road, but the worst is definitely behind us. And remember, the Raptors are second place. They are three games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, but that's okay, I like where the Raptors are right now. And I'm thinking that they're gonna have a strong end to the season. The most important thing is staying healthy and getting a little bit more cohesiveness going with the roster that they have now. Honestly, I think things will be okay going into the playoffs. The Raptors wanna build a little bit of momentum going in. They have a lot of soft teams that they will be playing in the last few weeks. The Raptors really just have to focus in and develop that killer instinct and take care of business. This week, the Raptors have four games every other day, and this pattern started last Monday and it continues through to the end of the season. So the Raptors play every other day up till the end of the season. But we haven't done a TCAO in quite a while. I think there's five games that have been played since the last Trap Chat Alley. So we are going to cover all these games, which is the Raptors victory over the Lakers, 111-98, the loss in Detroit, 110-107, the victory over the Knicks, 128-92, the victory over OKC in overtime in Oklahoma City, 123-114, and of course, the loss to OKC in Toronto, 116-109. And then, of course, we will cover the upcoming games on The Jump, which is this evening's game against the Charlotte Hornets. Tuesday's game against the Chicago Bulls, Thursday's game against the New York Knicks, and then we're going to do a Thursday night trap chat alley-oop. So we'll cover these three games, and then on Thursday night, which is usually the Wednesday night for the trap chat alley-oop, but Thursday night we'll do the TCAO since when this one is dropping so late. And then I think I'll talk a little bit about the general NBA in terms of the players who are up for the individual awards, and we'll see where that is. Let's get into it.
1: This is Trap Chat Alley U, presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trappedsince 95com and follow us on all social media platforms at T-R-A-P-D 95.
0: Hey Raptors fans, be sure to check out the All-Star Gasoline Trap
1: Mix. Big day for us and a tough day too. This is our opportunity to thank Cayunas Valentunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, Greg Monroe, and Malachi Richardson. These guys.
0: Show is over, say goodbye, say goodbye. This night took a hell but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real. When I hit it, bounce back. Bounce back, you ain't getting shakes. Welcome to the north side. Five dot com or mixedcloud dot com slash trapd nine five to listen now. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh oh! Run, run that back and money. Run that back, man. You gotta run that back. Run I it back. All right, run, run it back. back. I I run back. It back. Let's run back the last five games starting with the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Toronto Raptors LeBron's now officially eliminated from the playoffs team the Raptors really had full control over this game basically from tip uh, the Raptors led for like 98% of the game I think in total and they did not relinquish the lead after the second quarter ended up winning 111 98 looking at some of the stats here the Raptors really had a good showing. They shot 39% from the three, which is a good sign. Their three ball has been connecting quite a bit now recently, and I do believe Gasol has a big part to play in that, although he's not necessarily scoring the three-pointers. He's facilitating, and he's getting the ball into the right positions at times. It's not necessarily a beginning of the game to end of the game consistency, but there's definitely times where he has the ball moving to the right spots. And I think as time goes along, once he gets more comfortable with the other players, he'll be able to do that on a more consistent basis, which is obviously beneficial for the Raptors, especially moving into the playoffs. Overall, the Raptors shot only 40 percent from the field. Uh, They shot 79 percent from free throws. 17 turnovers that's something they're gonna have to work on surprisingly though they got 13 offensive rebounds which is very good let's look at some of the individual stats Kawhi dropped uh, 25 points 8 rebounds Gasol had 15 points in this one and he did hit two threes in this game Uh, Kawhi hit five threes in this game he went five for eight Siakam contributed with 16 points six assists five rebounds and uh, Norman Powell had a nice game with 20 points and 8 rebounds. He's been rebounding quite nicely uh, these last few games, although his scoring has been inconsistent. Powell is expected to be a kind of a fringe bench player during the playoffs, it depends on how extensive Nick Nurse decides to use his bench. But right now it looks like he's angling at the number 9, number 10 spot. We don't know if Nick Nurse is going to use a tight eight-man rotation during the playoffs. That remains to be seen. Moving on to the next game, which was against the Detroit Pistons. This was the first half of back-to-back. The Raptors did play Kawhi in this part in this game, and the outcome was not satisfactory, to say the least. The Raptors ended up losing to Detroit 110-107 which means they got swept by their former head coach Dwayne Casey's new team. It was kind of a letdown game. We thought the Raptors were going to kind of show up with more fight and energy. They trailed for the majority of the first half outside of the first minute. In the third quarter they got it going a little bit. The lead went back and forth a few times but ultimately this was not their their evening they ended up shooting surprisingly they shot 47% from the field but the three-point shot betrayed them in this game they only shot 30% compared to the Pistons who were on fire shooting 50% 18 of 36 that is definitely a contributing factor to the outcome of this game the Raptors actually kept their turnovers down fairly well 10 turnovers I think the Achilles heel again in this game was a three point shot. They probably could have had a little bit of better shot selection in that area. Looking at the individual stats for the Raptors, the Claw got a double double, 33 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, His shooting percentages were good, 11 of 21 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 6 of 8 from the line. Siakam pitched in with 12 points on 6 of 13 shooting which is okay for him three assists, three rebounds. Gasol had nine points, eight assists, 11 rebounds, so that was close to a triple-double. I mean, he was only one of four from the three, though. Danny Green had 12 points, and other than that, I mean, Van Vliet had a good game. This was his first game back from his injury. Uh, he came back surprisingly earlier than expected. He actually had a really good game. Ended up with 17 points, six of 10 from the field, four or five from three and he was supposedly on a minutes restriction but ended up still playing 31 minutes but it was a very solid comeback for freddie although the raptors did not get the win in this one moving on to the next game against the knicks the very next night the raptors took out all their frustrations on the knicks this night winning easily 128 to 92 After the first few minutes of the game the Raptors did not relinquish the lead and the lead just kept getting bigger and bigger, especially in the second half where the Raptors just ran away with it. Looking at the stats, the Raptors shot lights out from the field 56%. They grabbed 50 rebounds. Five of them were offensive rebounds. (laughs) There wasn't really a lot of offensive rebounds to grab because they were shooting so well. 14 turnovers, a little bit high in this game it didn't really matter that much. 42% from three, 42.5, 17 of 40. That's an amazing number. What is not an amazing number is 59% from the line, 13 of 22. Again, on this night, it didn't matter much, but obviously that's a number that's not acceptable. Grouches had 36 assists on that night as well, which is good. And looking at some of the individual stats, Jeremy Lin had a really good game, 20 points, he led the Raptors, and he also had 2 assists, 3 rebounds, 7 of 11 from the field, he was 1 of 3 from 3, 5 of 7 from the line. Uh, this was easily Jeremy Lin's best game as a Raptor, recently he's been getting a little bit more consistent. There was a graphic I saw on Twitter I believe, I can't remember who posted it. I apologize, but it split his first seven games as a Raptor as opposed to his last seven and his point average jumped from something around like six to now ten points. His assists are at two, I think, and his rebounds are at about three right now. So, those numbers are pretty much what you would like from Jeremy Lin. And just consistency in shooting, uh, cutting down the turnovers, and you know what? You want that assist to turnover ratio a little bit higher. But on a game like this, you cannot complain from Jeremy Lin's effort. Also notable, Pascal Siakam, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Kyle Lowry, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Freddie V with a double-double, 13 points, 12 assists. Of course, Kawhi did not play this being the second game, the back-to-back, and this is the last back-to-back for the Raptors of the season. So, the Raptors have successfully rested Kawhi in one end of every back-to-back this season this is phenomenal because this builds trust between Kawhi and the franchise we'll get a little bit more into that later did I mention that Gasol in this game had 12 points 11 rebounds for a double-double and Ananobi contributed also with 14 points let's move on to the next game against OKC first game of the home and home series this one taking place in Oklahoma City And the Raptors really had had an amazing game going. They let go of the steering wheel towards the end of the fourth quarter, but they recovered in overtime. Ended up winning 123-114. Raptors outscored OKC 13-4 in the overtime period. Looking at the game flow, the Raptors took the lead halfway through the first quarter and they never relinquished the lead, although obviously OKC tied it up at the end of regulation. Uh, The largest lead ended up being 19 in this game, Raptors shot very well from the field, 52%. Turnovers were a bit high, 17. The 3 point shot was pretty good at 39%. Free throws were excellent at 91%. Looking at some of the individual stats, you have Kawhi Leonard, 22 points, 6 assists, 10 rebounds, double-double. Pascal Siakam, double-double, 33 points, 13 boards, 6 assists. Freddie V, 23 points, 6 assists. Danny Green, 17 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Marc Gasol, 10 points, uh, 6 rebounds. Notice I haven't mentioned Lowry, Lowry went down with an injury, and the Raptors are being very cautious with this injury. Although my girlfriend works at the airport and saw the Raptors flying out prior to this game, she said that Lowry looks okay from a general perspective. Obviously, walking around and playing a high-intensity basketball game are two different things, but I have no problems with the Raptors being cautious right now with Lowry. You need Lowry for the playoffs. There's no point in trying to make him play in these regular season games, especially if he's not at 100% or even near 100%. You're better off letting him rest and recover, and then later on, towards the end of the season, bring him back just to get him up to speed with the rest of the team. For the playoffs but this was a, a really solid win for the Raptors at times in this game the Raptors looked like an all-world team which they are they are an elite team in the NBA and they definitely looked like a championship level team especially I would say in the third quarter moving on to the second part of this home-and-home series the Raptors playing OKC in Toronto uh, the Raptors had a pretty good flow going for the first three quarters, almost three quarters. Towards the end of the third quarter, the turnovers caught up to them. The Raptors had a total of 21 turnovers in this game. At uh, the fourth quarter, it really was the collapse, ended up losing 116-109. The Raptors actually shot 50% from the field in this game uh, and 52% from three, which is really surprising. 86% from free throws. but was really the turnovers and the lack of stopping the offensive possessions of OKC. That's what really did them in. The Raptors even had twenty assists which is not Amazing. They were actually moving the ball better during the first portion of this game. In the second half of this game, the ball movement slowed right down, and that was another one of their problems. Looking at individual stats, Kawhi had 37 points, 20 of them in the fourth quarter when he was trying to will his team to the win, but unfortunately it was not to be. He also added six boards and four assists. numbers are looking nice in terms of efficiency 12 23 from the field four of five from three nine of ten from the line what is not good was his turnover ratio his turnover rate i should say eight turnovers him and siakam combined had 15 turnovers which means siakam had seven siakam also contributed 25 points five rebounds 9-of-14 shooting from the field, 2-of-3 from the three-point line, and 5-of-5 from the free-throw line. Danny Green had 19 points, 7 boards. Bach had 11 points, 6 rebounds. Saul had 2 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. He had 1 field goal, 1-for-1, that was coming towards the end of the game, so he was not really looking to shoot in this game. And I don't think Gasol in his role right now, he's not necessarily expected to shoot as much as he previously did, say, with the Grizzlies. He's more, I think, of a facilitator, although two points is kind of low, but I don't think it's the end of the world like some fans think it is. His true value will show more so in the playoffs. End of the day, this is a game the Raptors could have gotten, but they just couldn't close it. The ball stopped moving. Turnovers ended up coming back to haunt them. That's just the way this one ended. Let's move on to the jump.
1: Trap Chat Alley-oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Yes, the cow. So you can find us everywhere. iTunes, the
0: Google Play Store, Basically, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. T-C-A-O. Search hashtag TCAO. To T-C-A-O. Cow. Hashtag. Now,
1: the formalities of this and that. Daddy,
0: Mark, Mark Daddy, so okay, I make you jump? <laughs> Raptors have four games this week. We will be covering three of them and then you're gonna have a chat chat alley on Thursday night so we'll cover the rest moving forward. Raptors play, as I said earlier, every other night until the end of the season. Nine games left, four of them home games, including the one this evening against the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets played last night and they beat Boston. They are fighting for that very last playoff seed in the East. They're currently in ninth place. I think they're one game back right now of Miami Heat. So, although Charlotte has a sub 500 record, they have something to fight for, so this will not be a walk in the park game for the Raptors. They have to show up and show their dominance, show that killer instinct to get the job done. The Raptors are kind of lucky in the sense that the Hornets are going to have their second tip-off in less than 24 hours. So the Raptors have to take advantage of that, take care of this game, get that W. Move on to Tuesday where they face the Chicago Bulls, which is the first of two meetings in the week. This one is also in Toronto. So the Chicago Bulls are a team they have nothing really to play for, but at the same time, they're a little bit of feisty at times. The Raptors have to take care of the inferior opponent. go out, crush this team, get the victory. And then they play Thursday against New York Knicks in New York. Once again, what I just said about Chicago completely applies to the Knicks, nothing to play for. They'd probably rather get a better pick in the draft, but at the same time it does them no service to just straight out tank, given the new rules implemented for the draft. So they will be playing to win, kind of. but again, Raptors just have to take care of the business.
1: This is Trap Chat Alley, presented by Trap Since 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at trapd
0: 95. Trap. For this last segment, we are going to talk some general Raptors discussion and general NBA talk with regards to individual awards but let's kick this off talking about Kawhi Leonard and Marc Gasol. Kawhi Leonard as I said earlier the Raptors franchise has built a nice rapport with him with regards to how they're dealing with him and how he's feeling physically and the injury that he's coming back from and this effort is definitely not lost on Kawhi. Uh, I'll read you a quote that came out this week when Kawhi was asked about the Raptors regime with holding him out of certain games. He says, quote, we'll see how it goes moving forward, but me missing games isn't just to keep me fresh. It's obviously making sure I don't re-injure something that I was out for last year. Like I said before, they've been doing a good job of reading the images And making sure that I'm improving instead of declining on the health side. It feels a lot better than when I started the season. There was a little spell where it kind of plateaued but everybody brought their minds together and we figured out a way and now things are looking good and I'm feeling good. That's amazing. The Raptors have been able to cater to Kawhi's feelings on his physical health and they've Played it well. They bounced a line where they've had him in the lineup, but they haven't overexerted him and they're really making sure he's not going to re injure himself, which is brilliant on both sides. Like, why would you want any player on your team to re injure something where they're failing from? The way they've handled this is perfect. I know a lot of people were complaining that, oh, He misses all these back-to-backs, and he's missing these games, but this is the regular season. He was right when he said it previously. The regular season at this point for the Raptors is practice. Like, the Raptors are at, at that elite level where the regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, 60 games is nice, but that doesn't really matter in the long run. If you're really trying to win that championship, that should be the goal. That's the ultimate goal. So, the Raptors are in that position now where they can think and actually react like that. He goes on to say it's big you have to be able to play for people that you trust and them being able to see what you feel and you just move from there and try to get better together keyword together I like that this is coming from Kawhi Leonard's mouth and this must be a huge 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 booster to the confidence of the Raptors fans and organization that they will be able to bring Kawhi Leonard back on a longer term contract in the summertime so with that said Mark Gasol now a lot of people feel that Gasol hasn't been great for the Raptors hasn't been holding his end of what the Raptors expect they're basing this on his statistics specifically his scoring and now while you look at Jonas Valanciunas and what he's doing in Memphis dropping double-doubles, grabbing career-high rebound stats. I think the other day he had 19 defensive rebounds and like 22, 24 in total. It was known from, well, at least for me, I saw that from purely statistical view that at this point in their careers, Jonas Valanciunas is definitely gonna be higher than Marcus Gasol in terms of pure stats. If you didn't see this coming from what Jonas has been showing us the last two seasons and. You didn't really watch Jonas or you just had some sort of grudge against him that blinded you from seeing that. But it was pretty obvious that he's a very dominant player. Him being with the Raptors, although he loved to be with the Raptors and I personally loved him on the Raptors, it was kind of a hindrance in terms of his total potential because The Raptors have so much talent that he wouldn't be able to fully expand his wings like he has now in Memphis. Off the bat, I knew already that JV, stats-wise, was going to be at a higher level than Gasol outside of, obviously, assists. That is not why the Raptors made the trade. The Raptors did not make the trade for Gasol to come in and grab 17 rebounds and... 25 points a night. Gasol's main situations for the Raptors is his ball movement and his ability to be able to take crucial shots in end of game situations and still be able to provide a certain level of defense. Which brings me back to JV for a second because as much as everyone's been knocking JV for the defense, his biggest defensive skills for the Raptors was actually ending opponents' offensive possessions by grabbing defensive rebounds. And at this point in their careers, uh, JV is a better defensive rebounder than Gasol. That's no question. So from that end, the Raptors definitely lose out on that. You can see that in the, especially in the last few games. But as I said, Gasol is not here for that. Specifically, obviously, yes, it's nice for him to get defensive rebounds, but he's more so there to facilitate and keep that offense running smoothly while contributing other factors to defense, which is the more so mental. Marcusall's mental game is definitely on another level than JV, if only for our experience alone. But I think it goes further than that. is He's been a defensive player of the year, so obviously you know, his mind is trained for that type of stuff. His positioning is really what is the crucial parts in what he brings to the Raptors on the defensive end. Offensively, the Raptors having that other option of kicking it to Gasol, who's not necessarily looking for his own shot. He's looking to facilitate hit guys in the right spots, set up the offense, keep it flowing, There was one commentator who said that Gasol can be that gateway between Kawhi and Kyle Lowry, getting them just a little bit smoother in terms of their play together, and I think this will really shine in the playoffs, and I think that's where you really see Gasol's true value beyond just numbers. Gasol, yes, you might want to see him shoot a little bit more, I agree. But at the same time, I think he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He just has to get some more reps and be a little bit more comfortable with this team. And then everything is going to be fine. So I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about Gasol. I think the Raptors are in a really good position. They just have to tighten up some screws. I think their biggest thing is the killer instinct. They have to be able to finish the games. There's a lot of games this season where they've had great second quarters, third quarters, but then end of the game they just take a dip I don't know if that's a coaching thing I don't know if that's a player intensity thing I'm sure there's people from both sides that will argue that it's important that the Raptors rectify that main issue and I think they'll be okay for the playoffs so quickly now let's talk about some of the individual NBA Awards I'm gonna start with the most improved player because the Raptors currently have the most improved player which is Pascal Siakam I think he's gonna win the award quite easily I I don't know how the voting exactly works. I don't know if it's everybody in the electoral college has one vote or if they vote for, like, the top three in terms of their best, second best, and third best. If it's like that, the top three, I think Siakam should win anonymously for the number one. If it's a one-vote thing, I don't think he will win anonymously, but I think it will still be a landslide. But I can't see how Siakam doesn't win this award. Yes, there is D'Angelo Russell and Darren Fox. Shout out to both of those guys. They're both very good players. They've made tremendous progress this season, not knocking either of them. I think D'Angelo Russell would have won any other year. I think De'Aaron Fox could have won most other seasons, but realistically, looking at this season and what Siakam has done on an elite-level team that could still finish number one in the league, I don't see how you don't vote Pascal Siakam for most improved player. Sixth man of the year. I mean my man Lou Will out in LA with the Clippers. The other night he uh, hit a game winning three. This guy's amazing man. When he comes on, off the bench, he's canned offense. You just open up that cannon and blows the offense just starts flowing so I think Lou Will has that sixth man of the year. In terms of MVP, I mean there's two guys that we're talking about. There's freaking a beard. Uh, it's, this one's a pretty tough one. Giannis Antetokounmpo is leading the best team in the league currently. But then again, there's James Harden, man. He's gone on a crazy scoring tear this season. Uh, he's doing everything he can to keep his Houston Rockets in the playoff mix. I think they're currently fourth in the West. So this is a tough one. I think I have to lean a little bit towards James Harden. But either way, I don't think he can go wrong. Maybe it's co-MVP. I don't know. One more award I want to talk about is Rookie of the Year. Now, this one I thought was already wrapped up with Luka Doncic. Doncic. How do you pronounce that? Doncic. Luka Doncic. Sorry. I need to learn that one. But I thought he had it locked up. Trey Young, however, has other plans in mind. This guy last night hit the game-winning shot to beat the Philadelphia 76ers and he's really been on somewhat of a tear recently. He's making big time shots. He's going to be a big time player. Trey Young, I call it from the beginning of the season, but I mean, I didn't think he was going to progress like this. This fast, especially in the last Monk will say. He's definitely closing the gap on the uh, Rookie of the Year race and he's actually gotten some support from NBA players like Donovan Mitchell. So you never know. It's coming down to the end of the season. I think whatever like 10, 9, 8 games left for most of the teams. So you never know what he's going to do in the last few games of the season to try to get that award. It's going to be a photo finish possibly for that award as well. So we're going to see what happens there. Most importantly for the Raptors, they have to finish the season strong, riding into the playoffs on a nice high. And I'm feeling really good about the playoffs, feeling really positive. The Raptors have, I believe, all the pieces that they need to get to the finals, including that playoff experience, which is something I think they have over the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll see what happens, great times to be a Raptors fan. I'm excited, I wanna see what happens. Let's finish these last nine games strong of the season and then get ready for these playoffs. You guys know what it is, Trap Since 95, Trap Chat alley For fans, for better, for worse, forever. Peace.
1: This is Trap Chat alley presented by Trap Since 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsis95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Jazz.